You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. I think even the schools that didn't start early are back in today. So, welcome to your school routine, everybody. Yep, it's all back to normal now. But to help you cope, coming up at 535 this morning and all this week, dinner for four Cracker Barrel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cracker Barrel is now open. Again, where is it? What's the, uh, is it? Uh, it's on Howe Avenue. Howe Avenue, yeah. And uh, so in between Arden and Fair Oaks. You can get more information at KNCIFM.com, but try to win yourself dinner for four at Cracker Barrel. Coming up at 535. This was always the day, because when I went to school, you didn't go back till after Labor Day. And then... This was the day where you went to school and you thought, eh, it's going to be easy. I got my new clothes. Yeah. I'm going to see my friends. Got no homework. Then you come home and go, holy blank and blank. Every single teacher just loaded it on. What do you think this is? Like school or something? Yep. Especially the first day back, it's supposed to be about checking out your new clothes and how much your friends grew over the summer and what happened. And, and then, yeah, you go into class and then reality just punches you right between the eyes. I can't wait for, uh, for world history where we get to study the Aztecs and what they did thousands of years ago that have no effect on my life today because I still don't have a car. To show you that good deeds do came, or pay off, there's a woman in North Carolina... And she was out on her lunch break, and a friend sent her a text and said, Hey, pick me up a Red Bull. And she said her first thought was, I pick this woman's stuff up every time I never get paid back. Oh. She went ahead and did it, and while she was there, she brought a scratcher ticket. And now she's $2 million richer. What? Wow. Speaking awesome. Of picking stuff up, did uh, you were up at Apple Hill this weekend, I know. Uh-huh. You were? You went? Yes. Oh, exciting. Did you bring back any pumpkin? Yeah. Muffin? Just wondering. Mom, I go to Apple Hill for Apple stuff, not pumpkin stuff. We were talking last week that there are a surprising amount of pumpkin-related products up there. Uh-huh. And we were talking about how good some of their pumpkin muffins are. I was just thinking maybe you were going to surprise your two coworkers yeah. with some like, bag of pumpkin muffins this morning. I'm an apple. <laughs> That's not nearly as fun, Pat. But sure it is. It's from it's, Apple Hill. It's the thought that counts. I did get a bunch of donuts, and I, I did pick you up something, and I forgot to bring it in today. I think it'll still be good tomorrow. What do you mean, think? <laughs> well, it might be rock hard, but I can tell you it's a pastry product, so just warm it up a little oh, okay. bit. Okay. Oh, good. All right. I got one for you, too, Cody. So, hey, but it's not a pumpkin muffin. You have well, to think. Well, that's okay. Yeah, as long as it's some sort of tasty pastry, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get around here, except an yeah. apple. If you ever open up a, a bakery, that's what it should be. Tom's <laughs> Tasty Pastries. Oh, I love it. Look that up. See if anybody's got that yet. The Tasty Pastry. That's right. There's another idea we came up with 10 years too late. <laughs> Back to the main question for Dinner for Four at Cracker Barrel. 46 years ago today, September the 4th, 1972, this TV show debuted more of a game show. And congratulations to John from Elk Grove, John Peake, who knew the answer was The Price is Right. On the air for 46 years, 35 of those years belonged to Bob Barker. Do they still use this theme or do they change the theme? Is this still the theme? Huh? You think it's still... still yeah. yeah. Here, oh, I'm at work when it's when this show's it's on. on, so I haven't watched... I catch it on my sick days, and uh, the <laughs> last one I had, yeah, this was still the theme song. So the person to ask would be Carmichael Dave. Keep going. What's your question? <laughs> Price is right. Number third, uh, number three favorite game show of all time, according to uh, a, uh, an internet site, or internet site, according to the website Ranker, <laughs> where they, they do polls all the time. Yeah. Price is right was number three overall. Top 10, these are all-time game shows, so some of them not on the air anymore. Password, I don't think that's on the air anymore. Uh, let's make a deal at number 9. Match game at 8. 
Pyramid at 7. Then Hollywood Squares, which is a great show. I don't think that's on anymore. They, no, they, I don't they, think they so. Reboot of that. The uh-huh. shows on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for Hollywood Squares were better because they would tape them all on the same day, and they would tape one and two and go to lunch. And after lunch, you know, three or four drinks. That's when it got real fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Same with the match game. Top five faves. Uh-huh. Who wants to be a millionaire at number five? Number four, Wheel of Fortune. Number three, Price is Right. Number two, Family Feud. Really? I thought that would be number one. Number one is Jeopardy. Number one is Jeopardy. Oh. What's your all-time favorite? I, don't, I, I mean, the thing is, at every single city, they do this, too. They show you... Wheel of Fortune, so you feel really smart, and they follow up with Jeopardy just to remind you that you're Not an so idiot. Much. Right? <laughs> they set you up and then they smack you down. I think Family Feud. Uh, for me, it's Price is Right, but those top three that, that makes brand sense. New to Dustin me. Lynch, New Country, one hundred five point one. Glad to be back at work after Labor Day weekend. We asked, uh, what was your worst job ever, based on Labor Day weekend, and based on a couple of country stars stepping forward to tell us what their worst jobs ever were. Eric Church answered phones, taking orders from the Home Shopping Network. Oh, he had the midnight to 8 a.m. shift. Oh, oh that'd be no! Can yes. you imagine about 7:30, 7:45 in the morning, writing one up? You're, you're looking at the clock, right? You're ready to get out. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. And then they come back and did um, I got Dolores Johnson, Sacramento, ordered 18 vacuum cleaners. I don't know. It might have been a one. I don't, you know, whatever. I'll bet there's a whole bunch of Doloreses that order stuff from the Home Shopping <laughs> oh, Network, without a doubt. <laughs> Dirk's Bentley. He emptied houseboat toilets after the uh, boat would be on the water for at least a week. Oh, God. Uh, uh, exactly. Uh, Give it to Home Shopping Network. Yeah. It, and it kind of went from there. Worst job ever. Go. Uh, washing dishes and bussing tables at Pizza Haven. Got a pizza craving? Come to Pizza Haven. But didn't you get extra pizza to take home? That was the only redeeming uh, value of the job is that uh, all you can eat Wednesdays, any pizza that was left over, I got nice. to take home, which was awesome. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was working at that hotel, especially when I had to plunge toilets. Oh. And just all the other weird stuff you have to deal with when it comes to a hotel. People I, hitting on you and just it, it, a lot of creepy stuff. That's awful. Were yeah. you working the front desk? Or I what? was, yeah. Okay. And Pat, yeah. what about you? Burger Chef, hands down, hated it. And if you, you've never heard of Burger Chef, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Midwest version of Burger King. Wait, is that where you, you used to clean the uh, parking lot? Didn't, didn't some, was that the place that you had the boss that told you to sweep the whole yeah, parking boss lot? Was, I think it might have been okay, except the boss was a complete jerk. And that's probably true of any job yeah uh-huh. but this guy was just an idiot and it it worked out you know a lot a lot better in the end but uh the, he made me he said go clean the parking lot so i grabbed a broom i said yes sir i'm like 19 i'm running out there and he goes leave the broom here what he goes do it with your hands Ugh. why huh? yep oh yep. he just wanted to watch you suffer exactly <laughs> So we asked, worst job ever, and uh, Amy, God, Amy said she cleaned the bathrooms and toilets at Taco Bell. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I can't think of anything more nasty than that. <laughs> Ronnie Lynn from Auburn says, chambermaid at Heidi's Motel in Applegate, 50 cents a room. Wait, I think she meant 50 cents a room. Disgusting things I saw. And then Teddy, I love Teddy from Woodland. And God bless you, Teddy. Thank you for your service. Teddy said, I handled complaints for the city of Davis. When I got deployed to Iraq, I was only half joking that I was going there on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about work and Labor Day weekend, we hope you had a good one. There's uh, this thing going around on uh, Twitter that uh, says, thanks, Cody, for that. Um, You're (laughs) welcome. Take a look at your emojis on your 
mobile phone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the first six, and this is going down column by column, so it's the, it starts with the upper left and then goes down. Oh, the okay. The first six emojis describe how you feel about your job. So I have to go down and over, basically, not just over? Yes, down and over. So oh, okay. So I got it wrong. Okay. So mine's crying, laughy, a heart emoji, a desperate sad, <laughs> a flick of the wrist, a kissy face, and a confetti, confetti bomb. All right. Pat? I don't know how this works. Let me see. Let me see your phone. Okay. I think the most accurate one for me oh. is the desperate crying. I don't have an iPhone, so. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to. You got a weird phone. Sorry, Pat, you can't play. I don't I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Android user. Uh, I'm so. going to get a t shirt that says picked last in emoji fun. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a uh, laughy face. And then, like, stress face where the the teeth are being bared, like, oh, okay. like that. <laughs> That's and more then, like, yikes. And then shrug, and then sleeping, and then, <laughs> and then the angry emoji where he's cussing. Pretty accurate. <laughs> awesome. For the rest of us with Samsungs or smartphones that aren't iPhones, awesome. <laughs> Look at the thumbs up emoji. New Country 105.1. Hey, Tom. Hot Nashville Minute. Cody. Ashley Monroe revealed a lot about her band, the Pistol Annies, with Miranda Lambert and Angelina Presley in a new interview, including why Lambert didn't like her at first. She didn't like me because I was another blonde girl singer, but then she liked my songs, so we became friends. Why does that not surprise me about Miranda? The two hung out all the time, and then one night at Lambert's home, Ashley started talking about Angelina. She pulled up her MySpace, because that's how long ago this was, and Miranda kept saying, it's a band, it's a band, so they called her on the spot, and it just happened to be midnight, and Presley had just put a toddler to bed, so you can imagine how she was feeling. And when they asked her, do you want to be in a band with us, she was like, are y'all high? And they said, and I quote, Yes, but we still want to be in a band, and the rest is history. John Rich of Big and Rich started a firestorm on Twitter last night. Rich tweeted a photo of a pair of ripped-up Nike socks. His sound man, a Marine veteran, had just cut the logo off the socks in response to the news yesterday that Nike is starting an ad campaign in support of and featuring Colin Kaepernick. In the tweet, Rich called for a boycott of Nike products and specifically mentioned Kaepernick's wearing of a pair of pig socks, which were socks with cartoons of pigs in police uniforms, saying basically he can't support anybody who doesn't support law enforcement. Rich was immediately hit with thousands of tweets, both very much for and very much against, and never one to shy away from controversy. He replied to many of those who took him to task, sometimes emotionally, sometimes more level-headed. You can read more about it and see some of the tweets at KNCIFM.com. This past weekend, the first real weekend of college football, ESPN's game day on the campus of the University of Notre Dame doing their college game day. An 83-year-old Lee Corso turned to their special guest, Luke Bryan, on the campus of Notre Dame, asked him a question, and then completely cut him off. You're the co-host of American Idol, were you? <laughs> yes, sir. How would I do that? Pretty good? I loved every <laughs> well, second yeah. of it. I picked Florida up. State has won seven straight. <laughs> what? what? That's so awkward. It is. But then, and then, of course, you know, the entire campus, they're ready for the Irish to win, and they're behind the whole set because they're outside. And when Luke picked Notre Dame to win, this is what happened. My Bulldogs came in here last year. They did. Pulled one out right here in Notre Dame. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Took over the stadium. I do not believe Notre Dame lets that happen two years in a row. Ooh. I'm going with the Irish. Wow. It feels like church today, baby. <laughs> I think the internet finally found the line this weekend, and it was refreshing to see. That line that, because I didn't think there was one, and I think most people would agree with that. Uh, 
but you probably saw the story about this Cosby actor. Uh, His name Jeff- is Jeffrey Owens. Jeffrey Owens. He played Elvis on the Cosby show for several seasons. Elvin. Elvin, sorry. Elvin. Played Elvin. And um, there, was, uh, there was a photograph, a couple of photographs taken by some women at a Trader Joe's in New Jersey that showed him working behind the counter. He was, he was a checker. He is sure. a checker. Okay. That's what he does. And Fox News ran with it. The Daily Mail out of England ran with it. And they basically job shamed him. They were making fun of what he was doing. They were making fun of the fact that, oh, shocker, he's older. He's put on weight. And the blowback was immediate and it was fierce. And I'm so happy to see it. People were like, don't knock this guy for trying to make an honest living. It was just, I mean, it was almost universal, which was wonderful to see. The first tweet back I saw came from Justine Bateman. And she knows a thing or two about that. And then all of these Hollywood people, actors, actresses, directors, and then common everyday people, even Dan Rather, who used to be a news anchor, Uh Mm -hmm. chimed in and basically said, what is the problem? Why are you making... It's it's basically adult bullying, which is still... Yeah. I don't know why we tolerate this. And and the great thing is that uh, Jeffrey Owens came back with this. He said, I've been a working actor for years. Jobs stopped as they do. I worked in retail at a flower shop. I passed out flowers. It's, uh, it's about the work. Work gives you pride. Work gives you purpose. Your visibility as an actor never goes away, but the money sure does. Yeah. And, and this it, is a guy who's... Perfect. He still works as an actor when he can, and he also, I think, teaches, like, Shakespeare acting classes at Yale or some... Oh, wait, what? Ivy League school. So oh, that's awesome. He's still very much an actor and in that industry, but like Pat said, from actors to celebrities to just regular people, the blowback was was awesome. And Can I also know he works at Trader Joe's, which is one of my favorite places on earth. It doesn't like matter a- where it is, Trader Joe's is incredible. The food and the people that work there are always in- amazing. Great customer service. It shouldn't matter why he's working there to begin with. Right. Right. If he's doing what he wants and he's happy doing it, who cares? How is it bothering you? And they showed the picture of the two women who actually tweeted this out to begin with. And they look like two women who would be, you know, talking behind everybody's back. And that's maybe a bad judgment for me to make. But, man, I just wanted to slap them. <laughs> it's just leave the guy alone. And, and I right. think that's what's going to happen. It would be cool. I don't know if the Daily Mail or Fox News has issued an apology, but that would be the, the right thing to do. But, yeah, finally, it looks like it looks Why like even pick that up and run with it in the first place, even if it is on a weekend when it's a slow news time? Exactly. But it, it's nice to know that there is a bottom of the barrel, even though it's way down there on the Internet. Yeah, beneath that is radio. <laughs> now, the good stuff with Pat and Tom. How far would you go for your significant other? Cody, maybe an unfair question to you because you're just kind of in the beginning. But yeah. Well, she'd go all the way to England, so that's, well, that's one true, thing. yeah. Would you walk it? Okay, no. Luther Younger is 99 years of age. First of all, getting to that stage, 99. Wow, yeah, good for you. He does 20 push-ups a day. He also walks six miles a day. Wow. I've looked at my dad at age 88. There's no way. He's in good good shape, decent shape. There's no way he could walk six miles. No way. Why does he do that? Because that's the round-trip distance from his house to the hospital where his wife of 55 years happens to be. Rain, snow, unbearable heat does not matter. His wife, Waverly, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Doctors said she had maybe five years to live. That was nine years ago. She's been in and out of the hospital for the last eight months. She's been in the hospital, and Luther, who does not drive, has not missed one day of being by her side. He walks the three miles in the morning from his house to the hospital, and then another three miles home at night because he says, I need to give her a rest. I'm too hyper. 
He's 99. What? <laughs> Asked why he doesn't take the bus, Luther says, takes too long. I like to walk. It clears my head. My daughter thinks I'm crazy. Other people say I should act my age. Forget that. On his walk Sunday, he's in Rochester, New York. A reporter from the Rochester paper went with him and said when the hospital was in sight, which was about 600 yards away, he started to run. Oh. And the, the reporter's trying to keep up with this guy and asking, why, why are you running? And he says, my wife's up there. I have to hurry. She's my special cup of tea. Oh, man. I saw the video on this. And keep in mind, he does push-ups every day. Uh, and it, he's it, he's a force to be reckoned with, ex-Marine. Pretty incredible. Well, Marines will tell you, once a Marine, always oh, a Marine. Marine yeah. yeah. All I know is life goals right there. I know. If you'd like to see this story and the video, yes, it's locked and loaded on our website at KNCIFM.com. So Pat and I were texting back and forth a little bit on Saturday about the Auburn-Washington Huskies football game. And I noted that Auburn has a safety whose name is Smoke Monday. And I said, I think that's my new favorite college football player name, Smoke Monday. That is a great freaking name. That can't be real. But that didn't last long. He's because a starter. He's a starter. Pat texted me right back, and I had instantly a new favorite college football player name. Pat, what was it? I'm not kidding. This guy is hes a fifth-year player for Eastern Michigan He's a defensive lineman. His mother didn't love him. That's why she named him Lion King. <laughs> no. Yes. That's really his name, Lion King. <laughs> and every year, it does seem like college football has a plethora of strangely named young men <laughs> playing football. Yeah. And here you go. This is a, a partial list for uh, 2018. There's a kid that plays for Parma Western in Ohio. His name actually went viral a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Steel Fortress is his name. How great is that? There's Fofi Bazi, which sounds like a Muppet. Fofi Bazi. It does sound there like is, a Muppet. Uh, Eddie McDoom, Blaze Moorhead, Cole Chewins, Tanner Farmer, Rusty Stats, Trent Wilderbraithwaite, which sounds like somebody falling down the stairs. <laughs> sounds like you're just putting words together. Yeah, exactly. Jameis Brickhouse. Wylan Free, which is pretty great. Wylan Free. Mentioned Smoke Monday, but none of those guys can hold a candle to this young man in Texas who will be playing probably college football in a couple of years. Like, apparently, he's pretty good. He is a quarterback for a Texas high school, and his name is General Booty. General Booty? General Booty. He's a sophomore. <laughs> comes from a long line of booties. That's and his name is uh, is General Booty. You've got your Nordstrom Booty, your Macy's Booty, and then there's just kind of the generic the, the General, General Booty. Booty. Yeah. Yes. Right. New Country 105.1. Here's what's trending. Cody. This made my morning. Two college students noticed a blank wall in their local McDonald's after having a meal and decided to decorate the place with a picture of themselves. They created a poster of them eating a burger and fries at school. It had the McDonald's logo and, any, and everything, and honestly, it looks legit. They went back and uh, posted about it without telling employees, and it's been there for 52 days and counting. <laughs> we know this because they recently went back and posted the before and after pics at Twitter, which have now gone viral, and you can see this at KNCIFM.com. John Rich of Big and Rich started a firestorm on Twitter last night. Rich tweeted a photo of a pair of ripped-up Nike socks. His sound man, a Marine veteran, had just cut the logo off of the socks in response to the news yesterday that Nike is starting an ad campaign in support of and featuring Colin Kaepernick. In the tweet, Rich called for a boycott of Nike products, specifically mentioned Kaepernick's wearing a pair of pig socks 
which were socks with cartoons of pigs in police uniform. You might remember that photo got pretty famous. Uh, and John Rich said basically he can't support anybody who doesn't support law enforcement. Rich was immediately hit with thousands, literally thousands of tweets, both very much for and very much against his stance. And never one to shy away from controversy. Rich has been replying to many of those taking him to task. You can read more about this and see some of the tweets on our website, KNCIFM.com. Last year's American League Rookie of the Year in the Major Leagues, New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge, who's from Stockton. And the Yankees are in town to play the A's. Judge is hurt, but that did not keep him from hosting a bunch of Stockton and Bay Area kids yesterday who were all involved in Aaron Judge's anti-bowling campaign called Hashtag I can help. Coming up as a young kid, and especially with social media and growing up with that, it's there's a lot of negative things out there. And I feel like you know if you can be a positive role model and you know influence your peers, but your friends and everybody, and you know tell them to be positive, you know it's something that you need to do. There were a couple hundred. They got all got tickets to the game. They met outside the stadium. They met Aaron Judge and his mom, who was a teacher. The world really is a small place. Let's not make it an ugly place. So if you want to read more about it, get to our website at knciFM.com. Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.